Should probably get started. Huh? No, we should get started. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I'm happy to see you all here, whether you're joining us in person or listening out in the parking lot. And welcome to those of you who will be listening to this on our podcast or on our call-in number later today or throughout the week. Today is the 18th Sunday after Pentecost. Um, and in a second here, I am going to hand this over to our liturgist, Diana, and she's going to tell you some things. But I wanted to share one thing with you. Um, next week, beginning of October, uh, we're going to start a new sermon series called The Gospel According to Lego. And we've got some fun stuff, especially for our uh, kids um, during our, uh, our youth moment. Um, so please, um, if, uh, if you think of it, mention that to anyone who's not here um, that you know has kids. Um, and it hopefully will be a lot of fun. And remember, we are all children of God, so in theory... Anybody can participate in that. Um, but I'm going to give it over to Diana, and she's going to tell you all kinds of fun things. Good morning. This morning, um, we want to just remind you about the October Food Pantry and their needs. They need helpers, me uh, meals, jelly, dish, toilet paper. I won't read all that off to you, but it is in your bulletin. It says, please, no paper or plastic bags. They need to be at the church or Phyllis's house no later than the 11th. And then the food pantry is the 14th from 8 to noon. Clinton Band Boosters are asking for the community to help support the band kids. Um, they're hoping to attend Disney this Christmas, and they would like for each student to attend. If you can, please consider making a donation to the Clinton Band Boosters. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we are now able to help the local veterans. You can leave donations at Signature Sewing, downtown Clinton. Items needed are individually wrapped food items, $5 gift cards to any fast food restaurant, crossword puzzle books, and Joanne's ha usually has a lot of the large print ones, new socks, T-shirts, underwear, and items are needed for both men and women. The Lenaway 21st Annual Crop Hunger Walk is coming up. October 3rd, 1 p.m. at Tecumseh High School. It's an interfaith walk to help end hunger at one step at a time. 25% of the funds raised at the walk will go to the Tecumseh Service Club. TSC helps people in Britain, Clinton, Macon, Tecumseh, and Tipton that are at or below 15% of the national poverty guidelines. And information about the walk is on the table outside the office. But I actually asked Phyllis and Carl, to please hand them out. They are actually envelopes. If you decide you want to give a little bit, they're here. You can hand them out. There are also some forms that you can do things online just outside on that table, just outside of the um, sanctuary. We need a deep clean in the kitchen. David Spencer is asking for some help. To do it, if you are available on October 7th from 9 to 11, please come and lend a hand. Pop cans and bottles, please put them in the choir room from now on. We have several bags waiting to be returned. 
thanks to all of you that returned them for the church. And we actually got a call in the office last week from a lady that's been saving for two years. <laughs> and she asked if we could pick them up. I told her, yes, I would somehow get help. Um, it may take a couple vans or something, but she <laughs> said they had to be empty and caps off. So this week sometime we'll probably get a call and um, that would be a great boon for the, for the pop cans. Pop plastic caps, just remember, clean and rinse, please. And if you can, get the little paper thing out of the, it's usually medicine caps that have those. The cookbook's still in need of recipes. Um, you can, her, Linda's email address is in the book. Still looking for help for people to help out with the weekly cleaning, letting Linda know. And I think she also has a sheet you can sign if you do do some. There are still two tables that were used for the rummage sale. They may become part of the church if <laughs> they don't get picked up pretty soon. And then calling all painters, Catherine Cobb Safe House needs help and or funding to get the beautiful 38-bed Victorian home painted. And there's a number there to call. Lucy asked me to announce that please join us Wednesday, October 10th at 10 to process. Pardon? No, you wrote six. Then I looked at 10 o'clock. <laughs> there must be dyslexia going on here. Wednesday, October 6th at 10 to process the squash for the harvest dinner. Uh, you can call Lucy. Her number is 517-423-8097. She said there are more vegetables in the gym. Please take some. She brought in more, and there were still some there from last week. Um, Upcoming events are at the end of your bulletin. The one thing I would like to add is that there is a Thanksgiving dinner at the Tipton Church on October 2nd. We got a flyer from them. Um, I, th I think it's from 4 to 6 or 5 to 7. You just, 5.30? 4 to 5.30. Okay, thank you, Sue. Um, and again, they use that to help their community ministries. It sounded like a really good dinner, lots of, lots of good things there. And then October 5th, there is no line dancing. It was listed in here, but then um, brought to our attention that there will be no line dancing on October 5th. I believe that is it. All right. If you would please stand and join us for the hymn, 292. What wondrous love is this? dreadful 
join me in the call to worship. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this shall be a day of remembrance for you. We will, will celebrate it as a festival, festival to the, the Lord throughout, throughout all generations. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. As, as often as, as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim, proclaim the Lord's death until, until he comes. Please join me in our opening prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, as you wash the feet of your disciples, make us ready to follow you, loving and serving one another in your name. Amen. The grace of God has dawned upon us with healing for all the world. We rejoice to declare our faith in him. We believe in God the Father Almighty. Who has revealed his love and kindness to us, and in his mercy saved us, not for any good deed of our own, but because he is merciful. We believe in Jesus Christ, who gave himself up for us, 
to free us from our sin, to set us apart for himself, a people eager to do good. We believe in the Holy Spirit, to whom God poured out on us generously through Christ our Savior, so that justified by grace, we might become heirs with the hope of eternal life. Amen. Our next hymn is there, where, Were You There? Hymn 288.
rose to shine. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? You may be seated, and I invite you to join with me in our prayer for illumination. Gracious God, Feed us with your holy word and fill us with your Holy Spirit so that our lives may proclaim the mystery of faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is John 3, 1, 15 in the NRSV. Nicodemus visits Jesus. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see in the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, how can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not yet understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the spirit in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks be to God. <clears throat> Jesus said, one who has bathed does not need to wash. In our baptism, we have been bathed by the grace of God, trusting in the steadfast love of Jesus Christ, who has delivered us from sin and death. Let us confess our sin. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. 
Lord Jesus Christ, how well you know our hearts, and still you love us. You have loved us to the end. We have denied you, and we have denied our calling to serve one another. We have betrayed you, and we have betrayed your commandment to love one another. Pour out your spirit of grace upon us. Teach us to love and serve you faithfully and to love and serve one another by the example you have set for us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Please take a few moments for silent prayer and confession. Now the Lord Jesus Christ has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. Now the promise is fulfilled, and love's redeeming work is done. Beloved children of God in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. What can we offer for all of God's goodness to us? Let us lift off the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. We will now collect our offering. If you would please rise as you are able and join me in our doxology. Praise 
Holy One, in the presence of your people, we offer our heartfelt thanksgiving, our sacrifice of gratitude and praise. As we give our lives to you, show us how to love and serve you and how to love and serve one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated, and it is now our youth moment, if any of our children or youth would like to come up and grab a seat. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good? I like your shirt. I like your shirt too. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite teacher? I know you probably haven't had a lot of teachers just yet, but do you have a favorite one? Okay. Why is she your favorite? Do you, why do you think? Because she's always nice. Yeah. Your new teacher's kind of weird. Fair enough. Um, and and not to not to spoil the ending, but uh, you'll you'll have a couple of those, I promise, <laughs> throughout your time. Um, I I had a couple that I thought were a little. A little weird, but, uh, but they were still good teachers. Um, one of my favorite teachers, um, I really liked her partially because she was really nice um, and she was always really encouraging. She always wanted us to, to try and do our best and she wanted to help us however she could because um, she wanted us to be the best us we could be. Um, and, and I really liked that because it made me feel like she believed in me, that I could, I could be the best me that I could. Back a long, long time ago, Jesus was a teacher. Um, they called him rabbi, which um, meant teacher. And sometimes he would teach in the synagogue, which uh, would be kind of like a church or Kind of like that back then. Um, but sometimes he would teach out in a field or maybe on the side of a mountain or on the beach or even from a boat. Um, Jesus would, would teach anywhere he went um, whenever people were, were willing to listen and had open hearts. Um, and even though you might only see your teacher in the classroom during the week, they're out and about too. 
your teacher goes to the grocery store and probably goes to the gas station to fill their car with gas and other places too. And even though they might not be considered a, a teacher when they're doing those things, they are still helping to teach people. And when we're out and about in the world, we are helping teach people too. Even if we don't think that's what we're doing, the stuff that we do teaches people. So when we do something really nice, like maybe hold open a door or help carry the groceries or um, you know, something like that, we're helping to teach people that we love them and hopefully it inspires them to go and do other stuff like that for other people. So do you think that makes you a teacher? Yeah, you are. You're not a teacher in a classroom or a regular classroom, but you are a teacher because people see what we do and hopefully they learn from it. And that's how Jesus was. He taught everywhere. And over time, people learned from it. And they, then they kept telling other people and teaching other people and on and on for a very long time until we got to today. Sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm right here with the eyes glazed over. All right. Pastor Michael only had one cup of coffee this morning, so he's running on low. Um, can you guys help me? We'll do the Lord's Prayer, and then do we have um, Sunday school for, for these folks? Yes? We have Okay. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah? All right. Okay, here we go. Ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You guys did an awesome job. We got some suckers for you, and then you can go ahead to the gym and learn some stuff and play some things, and don't forget, next week, we're going to talk about Legos. You guys know what Legos are, right? They got their suckers. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Okay. If you turn in your bulletin, 
you can see our prayer requests. Um, continued prayers for Fred Bauman from his car accident. Uh, there is a new address if you would like to send him cards. Um, and it says to use the return address on your cards. There's something specific. That way Fred will get them either way. Um, continued prayers for Wilda and Paul. Um, Wilda is doing better. They're treating some sores on her legs, and they think she's going to be there about another week. Um, but continued prayers for her healing and for Paul, who um, I know is uh, missing having her at the house. Uh, continued prayers of healing for Jacob, um, who had gallbladder surgery on Monday. Um, continued prayers for Diana, um, who is in kidney failure. We are continuing to pray for Dee Warner, uh, who has been missing since the end of April. Continued prayers for the family of Dell, who passed away um, in early September. Continued prayers for the family of Aunt Lucia, um, who has passed away. Continued prayers for Jan. Um, she has a fracture in her spine, which makes it really hard for her to come to church and sit uh, in the pews. Even though they're nice and cushioned, it still is really hard. Um, and they're hoping that the doctors will be able to do a surgery that will kind of cement the fracture and, and take some of that pain down for her. Um, we have uh, continued prayers for Nick's healing. He had his ACL knee surgery. It went well. He was hoping to come to church today, but um, he's not quite up to it yet. He did have to go back to the ER for uh, some pain treatment um, and will need a second surgery later on uh, down the road. We also have prayers for Megan. Um, she's 18. She's having some uh, unusual sight issues, and her doctors are running some tests trying to see if they can figure out how to uh, alleviate her of that. Uh, prayers for Rosemary. She had her knee replaced. Um, she could use some cards, uh, so please, um, if you have some extras in a few moments, um, maybe send her a couple cards. Um, we have prayers for Kate, who will be having major surgery next month. And as many of you um, already know uh, about the car accident uh, that happened Monday, September 20th, we are praying for the families of the two Clinton High School seniors who uh, lost their lives in that accident um, and continue to pray uh, for the other two uh, students uh, the one boy has been uh, sent home and is recovering. Um, the other uh, is still in a coma. There was some signs that uh, he appeared to be trying to move, but they don't necessarily know what that means yet. Um, so continued prayers for his healing and for his family as um, I'm sure this is a, a very difficult uh, time for them. If you would join me now in an attitude of prayer. O oh Lord, we love you, for you have heard our cries. Therefore, we will call on you as long as we live. 
as you delivered our ancestors from slavery and led them to a land of promise and plenty. Liberate all those who are captive or oppressed and bring them to a place of abundant life. As you saved your people from death by the blood of the Passover lamb, redeem us from sin and death through Jesus Christ, our Passover. As Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, stooped down to wash his disciples' feet, teach us to love and serve one another with Christ-like compassion and humility. As Christ the Lord has handed on to us this feast of grace, his body and blood help us to share with all who hunger the gifts we have received from you. O oh Lord, we love you, for you have heard our cries. Therefore, we will call on you as long as we live, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning is Psalm 116, 1 through 2, and 12 through 19 in the NRSV. Thanksgiving for recovery from illness. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, Praise the Lord. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks be to God. Our next song is Lord of the Dance, which is not 161, but 261. I apologize, I did not double check that. Um, and if you would please rise as you are able. danced in the morning when the world was begun and i danced in the moon and the stars and the sun and i came down from heaven and i danced on the earth at bethlehem i had had my birth dance then wherever you may be i am the lord of the dance said he and I'll lead you all wherever you may be. And I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. I danced for the scribe and the Pharisee, but they would not dance and they would not follow me. I danced for the fishermen, for James and John. They came to me, and the dance went on. Dance then, wherever you may be. 
said he, and I'll lead you all wherever you may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. I danced on the Sabbath when I cured the lame. The holy people said it was a shame. They whipped and they stripped and they hung me high and they left me there on a cross to die. Dance then wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I'll lead you all wherever you may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. I danced on a Friday and the sky turned black. It's hard to dance with the devil on your back. They buried my body and they thought I'd gone. But I am the dance and I still go on. Dance then wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I'll lead you all wherever you may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. They cut me down and I leapt up high. I am the life that'll never, never die. I'll live in you if you'll live in me. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. Dance then wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I'll lead you all wherever you may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. You may be seated. Uh, one quick announcement that I forgot about. Um, the Stony Creek United Methodist Church is going to be holding a Bible study Tuesday mornings at 10, starting this Tuesday, um, the introduction or invitation to the New Testament. So if you are uh, willing to make the journey out there, they have room and uh, would love to have you join them. So uh, keep that in mind. Our third scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of John chapter 13, verses 12 through 15. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you say... Thanks be to God. Please join me once again in an attitude of prayer. Savior Jesus, as we gather in this place to hear the message about your teachings, we humbly ask that you would bless our minds with quiet, bless our hearts with peace, and bless us to be free from distraction. 
You are the great teacher, O Christ, and we yearn to know more. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This morning we are wrapping up our current sermon series titled Back to School, where we've been focusing on teachers and important lessons about teaching that we find in scripture. We've talked about the importance of preaching what we teach. We've talked about parents and those who have been like parents in our lives and how they teach us. And last week we talked about the Holy Spirit as a teacher and even as something of a guidance counselor. For this final week we're going to be talking about the greatest teacher ever. When we look at popular culture, whether books or movies, television, etc., teachers are often featured or at least play an important role in the stories that we find them. Let's take, for example, the character of Dewey Finn, played by comedian and actor Jack Black in the film School of Rock. Now, if you haven't seen this film, um, I highly recommend you do. It's a, it's a good one, I think. In the beginning, Finn, he's this wannabe rock star, and he's trying to make it big and, and earn a lot of money. He wants to be famous. And he's not having a lot of luck with that. So he ends up pretending to be a substitute teacher at a school, and he attempts to turn the classroom that he's teaching in, his students, into a rock band. Now, despite his original motives, Finn ends up being a really great teacher and is encouraging and nurturing of his students. Let's look at the movie adaptation of the book Matilda. <clears throat> Again, I cannot highly recommend this movie enough, especially if you are a fan of Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. In this story, Miss Honey, one of the teachers, she is played by M. Beth Davids. She's not the main character, but she is a supporting one that plays an important role. She provides the main character, Matilda, with safety and trust, while also nurturing her learning and exploring her world. I won't spoil the ending for those of you who have not seen this film, but it shows a really great deal about the character and the positive motivations of Miss Honey. And it's not just in the children's stories that we, we find some influential teachers. In some of the dramas that have been produced, we also find the teacher in the role of either a main character or a very important supporting character. Take, for instance, John Keating, played by Robin Williams in the film Dead Poets Society. In that film, we find a teacher who tries some unorthodox methods, at least at that time in which it is set, to teach his students and inspire them to find a love for poetry and to go out and seize the day, to live their lives fully. His passion is evident throughout that film and is itself inspiring. 
Or what about Bill Rago, another character played by Danny DeVito in the film Renaissance Man? Again, if you haven't seen this movie, I cannot urge you enough. It is an incredible film. In this movie, he's originally a businessman who's struggling with a lot of things going on in his life, and he ends up taking a job as a teacher in the United States Army. And while he's there, he's tasked with teaching a group of students who have been deemed behind the rest of their class and in needing some additional instruction, not in the sense of serving in the military like fighting techniques or anything like that, but just general education. And here again, the original motivations of the teacher are not what we might expect, but in the end are turned around due to their character and their passion. And it's a really, really beautiful story. Finally, what about Luann Johnson, Michelle Pfeiffer's character in the movie Dangerous Minds? As an ex-Marine, Johnson is struggling in her job as a teacher at an inner-city school, and she's trying to find ways to connect with her students. While it is very much a dark film at many points, given the context and the subject matter that is being addressed, it still speaks volumes about the character of Johnson as she's working to make this connection with her students in a place that is not familiar to her, in a place where she doesn't necessarily share the same life experience as the students she's trying to teach. So what kind of teacher do we think Jesus might have been? Do we think Jesus would have been encouraging? Would Jesus have been the kind of teacher we felt like we could trust? Would Jesus be the kind of teacher we would feel safe with? Would Jesus be the kind of teacher that we would look back on years later fondly and remember not only what he taught us, but remember his mannerisms and some of his ways? Would Jesus be the kind of teacher that we would always think back on as one of our favorites. In our third reading from the Gospel of John this morning, we find Jesus and the disciples gathered together. And Jesus has just washed the feet of the disciples. And he tells them that he's given them an example by washing their feet and that they should go and do the same. He was teaching them about the importance of doing things for others regardless of the position of either person involved in their world. Here we have Jesus, the Son of God, washing the feet of his followers. Usually at that time period, and even still today, we'd probably expect that to be done the other way around. But Jesus was teaching them a very important lesson. He was teaching them about love. And Jesus, he tended to do that a lot. Jesus is referred to as a teacher over 60 times in the Bible, and possibly more, depending on which translation you might be reading. We can flip through the pages of the four Gospels and pick a page at random, and almost every time find Jesus teaching a lesson or some reference to him being a teacher. 
And whether explicitly or implicitly, the lesson is about love. From the Beatitudes to the Sermon on the Mount to the parable of the Good Samaritan to the two greatest commandments to love God and love our neighbor to his ultimate death and resurrection, Jesus was always teaching about love. When I look back at those teachers in those films that I mentioned, I try to think if they were teaching their students about love in some implicit way. And I am sure some of them were, but they were also doing something else I think that is really important to recognize and raise up. They were teaching with love from showing patience to offering encouragement to making the learning environment safe and inviting, these people were all teaching with love. Whether a love for teaching itself, a love for education and learning, or even just a love for children and young adults, these people all taught with love. And just like those teachers and countless more, Jesus, too, taught with love. He showed compassion for children when they came rushing to him, and initially the disciples wanted to to keep them back. He said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for theirs is the kingdom of God. He healed the sick, people who might have been expected to die, He offered the people not only his words, but his hope and ultimately his life. Even when the disciples continued to not fully understand his plan, he still continued to work with them and teach them and love them. Jesus didn't get fed up, tell them all to go get lost and start over with a new group of followers. If Jesus had really wanted, he could have, instead of calling the disciples people who were tax collectors and fishermen and other regular kind of people, if you will, he could have called the experts of the law, the Pharisees, the other teachers and rabbis, but he didn't. He called the disciples and he continued to teach them and work to prepare them for what was to come. And Jesus also taught with love through implicit lessons. He fed 5,000 people. He made blind people be able to see again. He made lame people be able to get up and walk. He cured leprosy. One of what I can only imagine is the worst disease you could probably get at that time. And I say that because if you had leprosy, aside from the the physical things you went through, which from what they're described in scripture is bad enough, you couldn't stay at home. You couldn't stay in your community. You had to go away because they had no way to contain leprosy. And if you would have stayed, you would have infected more and more people. So you had to go away from your family, your community, and you might be on your own. You might be lucky enough to find 
a group of other people suffering with leprosy and be able to form some kind of community there, but it wasn't the community that you were used to, and community was so important back then. It is still important now, but back then, community was everything. It was your life. Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And Lazarus wasn't the only one. There were other people who were sick and were dead that he brought back. And he did all of this because of love, because he loved the world. But even more importantly than any of these things was when he taught with love as he gave his life for us. Take a moment and consider this. Jesus is the Son of God, the all-powerful one, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He could have called down an army of angels to come and free him when he was arrested in that garden or at any time after that. This man, this son of God, could have made the ground shake, could have made the seas boil over. He could have rained down on his captors a power greater than we could ever ever fathom. That's not what he did. At any point, God could have looked down at the world and said, you know what? This just isn't worth it anymore. Jesus could have ascended right there out of the garden that night and said, peace, I'm out. You're on your own. But again, that's not what he did. Jesus did not give up on us. Jesus did not bail when things were starting to look really bad. Jesus made the biggest display of his teaching with love when he gave his life for us. Because as most of us already have heard or read or know for ourselves... John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. That was the ultimate act of love. Jesus died for us, for us. Jesus gave his life and defeated death so that we would be saved from suffering eternal death. Instead, we have been reborn. We are given a new opportunity, and all because he loves us. And by doing this huge thing, by dying for us and saving us for eternal life with him. Jesus taught the greatest lesson about love with love. 
I want you to kind of think about this. If Jesus, the very Son of God and all-powerful one, could give his life to save ours and grant us eternal life with him, what can we do for one another? Jesus didn't just get crucified and died to save us. That is absolutely a really big part of it. Don't misunderstand. But it also provided a very important lesson about love. What he did was done with love, but he was also teaching about love. I wonder, what if we were all to follow the teachings of Jesus and make a sacrifice for others? Now, I'm not saying you should go get yourself arrested and then executed. Please don't do that. Um, I don't think it will quite have the impact you would be hoping for. But there are other things we can do. Already I know many of you are doing so many other things for people and you do them out of love. Look at our food pantry that collects food to help feed people who are in need. That's love. We don't, we don't do that because we get a tax break from it. We don't do it because we are expecting those people then to show up here on Sunday. We do this out of love for other people. Look at the money that we have raised for different missional needs and outreach work. We do that out of love. And I know there is much more that you are doing for others, and I know that you are doing it out of love, even if maybe not consciously that is what is in your mind at the moment, subconsciously and in your hearts. I know that is what leads you. One of the greatest things about love is that you can't authentically or even really teach someone about love fully if you don't also teach with love. That is exactly what Jesus was doing whether through his parables or his healing or his ultimate sacrifice, Jesus was always teaching about love with love. And that, at least in my own opinion and belief, along with everything else that Jesus did, is what makes him the greatest teacher ever. When you leave here later this morning and go about your day and your week. I want you again to think about some of your favorite teachers throughout your life. Think about what might have made them your favorite. Was it as simple as Josh said that they were nice? That's a good reason. We've seen how unnice people can be, unfortunately. Maybe it was something else. Think about which ones had the biggest impact on your life and education. Think about which ones that you will never forget, even still today. They come to your mind, and maybe it's because of something they taught you, whether 
in an academic sense or about life. Think about what that lesson was and why you still hold on to it. And I want you to take all of that and then also continue to look at yourself as a teacher, whether in a classroom setting or out in a field, shopping at the grocery store, or maybe just spending time with those that you love. You are always a teacher. And because we are always teachers, remember that whole explicit, implicit thing, what we, what we intend to teach directly and the lessons that we convey indirectly, we should always strive to be the kind of teacher that Jesus was. We should always try to teach both about love and always with love. Again, I'd make the argument you can't do those things authentically apart from one another anyway. But we should make the effort to be aware of the explicit and implicit as we teach. And that goes for all teaching moments, not just with children. We are always learning from each other and with each other. And I pray that we can always do that with love. At the beginning of this series, I talked about how we have to practice what we teach. We need to be authentic. We can't say one thing and do another. Jesus was doing that with everything he did, so we need to do that too. Jesus is the greatest teacher our world and all creation has ever known and likely ever will. But as students of that teaching, we must continue to put into practice what we have learned and then go forward and share it with others. Class is in session and it pretty much always is. And the list of teachers is a long one. From parents and family and friends to people who, for whatever reason, inspired us, caught our attention because of something they were doing in this world, to the Holy Spirit and Jesus, our Savior, there are many voices and influences of teaching all around us. I pray that we may always hear those and listen and concentrate on those who are teaching about love with love and that we do so with an eager ear and a heart that burns to learn and love more. Amen. Our closing praise song this morning is from the Christian group Casting Crowns called The Voice of Truth. Again, as always, please feel free to sing along the lyrics in your bulletin, to get up and dance, to sit where you are, however you are comfortable, however the Spirit is moving with you this morning. But again, as always, I encourage you to at least read through the lyrics and, and hear the message that they are offering to us.
climb out of this boat of men Under the crashing waves To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown Where Jesus is And he's holding out his hand But the waves are calling out my name And they laugh at me Reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed The ways they keep on telling me Time and time again Boy, you never win You never win But the voice of truth Tells me a different story The voice of truth
Beloved children of God, God who is full of love and grace, this is our new commandment, to love one another as Jesus loves us. By this, everyone will know that we are Christ's disciples, that we love one another. May God bless you in your teaching and in your learning, and may we always, always do both with love, mercy, and grace for each other and for ourselves. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen.